back. It has been a while, and for that I apologize, but this is the Sports Ethos Charlotte Hornets podcast. I'm your host, Corbin Ford. You can follow me on Twitter, at CorbinNBA. This is part of the Sports Ethos family of podcasts, so check out Sports Ethos on Twitter, at Sports Ethos online, sportsethos.com ton of great content if you're looking for fantasy perspective general nba perspective i have my show roundball ramble there all sorts of team podcasts including this one you want it they have it so make sure to check them out on twitter at sports ethos online sportsethos.com listen y'all it has been a minute we are 20 games through the season for your 2023-2024 charlotte hornets and things have been things have been the Hornets are currently 13th in the Eastern Conference at 7-13. and Their next game is uh, tonight against Miami. Um, they offensive or well, offensive defensive rating wise, they're not great. Net rating wise, not great. They're 19th in offensive rating, 30th in defensive rating, and 26th in net rating. And, you know, there's been a few big points that we have to kind of talk about. I'm getting you up to speed just on the Hornets. Um, before we get back to some more regular content here on the show, because... Yeah, just been falling off on this, and I'm happy to be back and be more regular. But first, looking at the Hornets, let's do. We're gonna do some main points. Just some few main points to begin with. The first one is Lamella Ball, and that's literally just the point. Lamella Ball started off the season real rough. Um, wasn't really knocking down shots at a high clip. Had you know, just not great offensive games. But since then, he had really turned the corner. Um, through 15 games a season. LaMelo Ball's averaging 26.6 points per game, along with 5.9 rebounds and 8.8 assists, shooting 44% from the field and 38% from three, as well as 85% from the free throw line, really putting it all together, which made what happened um, to him recently even worse, as he did sustain an injury um, a couple, well, last week at this point, um, and it was it was pretty rough. Um, he had a sprained right ankle. Notice he's had some ankle injuries before. Um, this was November 26th when he went down initially with that sprained ankle, and it, it didn't look very good. I mean, you could easily tell, you know, right after. Oh man, he's gonna be out for a bit. We saw him in walking boots. We saw him in crutches. It was rough. But good news around that. Apparently, Lamella Ball has started individual activities and will be reevaluated once more next week. As he advances further in his rehab, the team announced. And that's great because, again, we thought this would be multiple weeks that he'd be sidelined. Um, and the fact that he is getting back, putting full weight on his ankle, firing off a jumper or two, trying to keep that good shooting form that he had going prior to getting injured, that is very, very big. And speaking of that shooting form, LaMelo averaged 33.8 points per game in his fa- past five games before he twisted that ankle awkwardly against Orlando. And he hasn't made it through his, through schedule since entering the league three years ago. He basically has missed about 20 games or so, only logged 36 games last season. But he has been on a tear. And that is something that you want to see for a Hornets team looking for a main guy. And, and, and you know, this was, I am still, and we'll talk about this in a second, I'm still somebody who really wanted Charlotte to draft Brandon Miller alongside Lamella to have someone to play in the backcourt with him. You know, you can kind of figure out who's the guy long-term because Lamella has been, you know, definitely more up and than down, but he has been up and down. And that was a thought I had. But honestly, like looking at the way he's been playing, you have, there's nothing to say except, wow, 
and you have to hope that he continues to be more aggressive when it comes to finishing around the basket. You know, be um, more consistent when it comes to his, his outside shot. And his outside shot has been consistent, but just being aggressive offensively in that way. That's something that I definitely want to look at, maybe limiting the turnovers more. Um, these are the things I'm looking at for LaMelo Ball when he returns. But the fact that his return is eminent is great, especially considering the injury. And the fact that he really turned over a rough couple of weeks of basketball to really put together a great stretch, you can't help but be encouraged by that. So that's my first point. Um, if you would ask me, you know, what's one thing you can pick up from the Charlotte Hornets season? That would literally be a name, um, and it would be LaMelo Ball. The second thing I would bring out, though, is Brandon Miller's selection, second. Not bad. And let me tell you, that's a surprise for me because I was not happy about that at all. I was a very big Scoot Henderson fan. And mind you, I'm not writing Scoot off. Not at all. He's a rookie point guard, and they usually have it rough. Rookie point guards in the NBA, no bueno, like, out the gate, right? But he has had a rough season. Like, make no mistake about it. Like, you're not even, you know, excluding his injury that had him out for a couple of games. Scoot Henderson has had a rough. But in my mind, you bring a guy like Scoot Henderson, he can play alongside LaMelo. He lets LaMelo play off ball and, and, and capitalize as a score from that end. He's somebody that can relieve pressure from LaMelo. Um, the backcourt of, of ball and, and Scoot would be just easily electric. I, I envisioned it. I was so happy. And then, you know, the Hornets drafted Brandon Miller. And mind you, the Hornets haven't really given you hope you know, for, I don't know, suspended stretch of great draft selections. They've really had some major swings and misses. But this one right here, taking Brandon Miller second so far, it's proven to be one of the few that they've really hit a home run on. Um, Looking even at Miller's most recent game, which is a 119-116 win over the Toronto Raptors this past Friday, he was active on both ends of the floor. He finished with 20 points um, on 7-15 shooting and 4-7 from 3. He had 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 blocks. And... Steve Clifford, um, Hornets head coach, had this to say about him. The one thing about him is he's a quick learner. He had a couple possessions in the first half where he kind of tried to ISO a little bit and it didn't work out well. And then the second half, he did everything, just trying to create action off the ball. He made one of the biggest shots of the game, obviously, the three across from the bench. He just plays, man. He doesn't get frazzled. He doesn't worry about mistakes. He's focused on the next play. He has what you don't teach. That's his makeup. He's into every dribble at each end of the floor, and he has incredible composure. And I can definitely say that. From the very beginning that Miller came into the league with the Hornets, he has been someone solid. We saw him kind of get um, through a, a physical stretch of play against Detroit, a little tit-for-tat um, with, with, with some of the members there. Um, he just maintains his composure. He makes good, good, big plays. He's not really someone who creates his own offense. Um, maybe that'll come. That is something I was more concerned about in my pre-draft process from him on him. But he's definitely made himself to be a very consistent player for the Charlotte team. He brings it all on the defensive side of the floor. He runs the floor well. He's shooting the three solidly. He comes in and does a good job. Through the first 18 games of his career, you know, he's averaging 14.6 points. 4.2 rebounds, and 2.2 assists per game. And he's definitely playing bigger than his age. And that is something that, you know, I probably took for granted. I looked a lot more on the weaknesses, didn't really focus too much on the strengths, and I was like, why does Charlie need a guy like Miller when they have someone with more potential upside in Scoot? Now, does Scoot probably provide still more potential upside? Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't, but, like, he has been solid, and I have to eat a little bit of crow then. I was holding back on the crow eating because listen it's only been a couple weeks but as we get later in the season he continues to be solid you you can't you can't be mad at that you can only marvel at that and at the end of the day you know covering the charlotte hornets i want them to succeed i want their draft pick to be good i was upset because i didn't think it was but i'm not gonna root for it to fail um 
and Miller isn't starting yet full term, uh, full time rather, full term, full time. A lot of that is because Gordon Hayward is just been really solid this season, but I bet it won't be for long. Like at this time, you know, Miller alongside Ball makes for the super long athletic tandem. Um, he could play the three, he could play the two, he could even in some cases slide to four, and, and you won't need that because you have Miles Bridges and PJ Washington. But the fact of the matter is, you have that flexibility in Miller to play that and for someone to come in and play with the poise he's played with someone who's a knockdown three-point shooter someone who can attack closeouts for pull-up jumpers over smaller defenders someone who's a smart cutter someone who's a high-flying athlete in transition someone who's been efficient when it comes to off-ball movement like all of these things Brandon Miller is checking off and it's really good to see um his three-pointers has been solid and you know he's been knocking threes down off of movement he's been cashing you know off of escape dribbles and it's just been really really good for someone doing that. and this happened from his first game like this guy is a pure shooter but he also has some guts he has some moxie he's really just coming in and 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 knocking it out of the park and also he has the highest single game scoring output and the highest scoring average of any rookie so far he also has the most total three-pointers of anyone um from the 23-23 class because not of all rookies, because guess what? Chad Holmgren has more. But he's playing well. And the IQ is, is really coming together. And, yeah, the Hornets aren't great. Um, they will only be on national television one time in a couple weeks, and that's only because they play uh, against Victor Wembanyama Spurs. But look out for Brandon Miller. Let's keep watching. Let's keep rooting for him. And if you're myself, yeah, got to eat a little bit of crap. All right. Last point is, you know, some of the other ancillary players for the Charlotte Hornets team. And I'm starting first with Mark Williams, who's having a stupendous sophomore season. 17 points per game, 13 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 1.1 steals, 1.4 blocks, shooting 64% from the field. Doesn't take a shot he can't make, and he makes most of the shots he does take. 71% from the free throw line, too, and made some clutch ones down the line for this Hornets squad. Like, Mark Williams has been amazing and I again was somebody who wanted Jalen Duran over Mark Williams and you know I still like Jalen Duran I still like his potential as a younger player but Mark Williams has come in and just made tremendous chemistry with LaMelo Ball he works really well with Terry Rozier he works really well with all these Hornets players and I just love the fact that he is somebody that has shown that he can be a tentpole piece of this team for years to come. I look at him right alongside LaMelo Ball as a piece that you potentially build around for the Charlotte Hornets um moving forward because he has just been a solid pro i would say one of the 10 best centers in the league okay maybe i'll say 12 but like just a really really solid player and i love what he's brought to the table another guy i want to shout is gordon hayward who has been really solid this season too first of all he's played all 19 games so that's great 16.8 points 5.5 rebounds five assists per game knocking down a three ball at a good clip not taking a super ton just under three a game, good for 36%, but he's knocking it down to a good clip, and that's something to be said for that. But he's been somebody who's been weathering the storm while LaMelo's ball has been gone in terms of his playmaking, in terms of rebounding. Um, I wasn't super high on the season that I thought he would have coming off of, not a down, well, you could say down the year last year, uh, especially racked with injury, but so far, he's been playing and playing well, and you have to love what you see. P.J. Washington has been solid as well, 16 points per game, 6 rebounds, 2.8 assists, uh, shooting 32% from three, that's not super great. He's taking a lot. He's taking about seven. So, I mean, you know, good good, good um, attempt numbers, but the percentages aren't what you want to see. Um, and it's 71% from the free throw line, which, like, yeah, 
tied with Mark Williams, but like PJ, you're a better free throw shooter than that. But I do like the aggressiveness that he's coming with as of late. It did take him a while to kind of find it, I thought. He was a little off and on, and a lot of that was not helped by some horrific three-point shooting numbers that have kind of rounded out as they've gone along. Um, but I definitely like what I've seen from Washington, how he fits in as a role player with this team. And he's really worked well with Miles Bridges, who was my next guy I'm bringing up. Um, in eight games, obviously coming off of uh, his suspension, he's had 19.8 points per game, seven rebounds a game, 2.6 assists. He is shooting um, 50% from the field and 42% from three. And he's had some really monster games, kind of picking up where he left off um coming off of just the horrific acts and suspension that he's had over the last year and a half. But on the court, definitely like the way that he's blended alongside Hayward and Washington. And let's be real, there is some chemistry there from previous seasons. And so it's good to see some of that return while you have Bridges there. And the hope is obviously, you know, when LaMelo Ball gets healthy and you have Williams back as well healthy, he's battling with a back injury, um, along with Washington Hayward. Like, yeah, it's still not a great team. Don't get it twisted. It's still not a great team. But it is a team that is definitely competent. Um, another guy speaking of competency, Terry Rozier. He's been someone who stepped up in the wake of LaMelo Ball's injuries more than once, and he definitely wore down a lot from it last year, having to be point guard um, for a long stretch of the season. His shooting numbers just totally dropped off the board. A lot of his usage was good, but because of that, it was harder for him to consistently generate shots um, for both himself and others, and the numbers reflected that. But he has been really solid this season, uh, 22.7 assists per game. His three ball, not great still, so maybe this is just a trend. Then again, you know, he's battled a little bit of, of injury and also he's been in for LaMelo Ball at point. But he's shooting 32% from three on six attempts a night. So it's good to see him take those attempts. Like, that's not a bad thing at all. But if you look at um, last season, he shot 32% as well. Mind you, he took eight attempts over six. But again, higher volume, more offensive responsibility, it can wear down on him. And I'm not saying him like he's an older player. Terry Rozier's only 29, but it is a lot. He's more of a combo guard who can play point guard, not a full-time point guard who can swing to the two. And so that's been something I've noticed that has been uh, possibly taking a little bit more of a toll on him. But aside from that, really solid game. He had a really big game against Brooklyn a few weeks ago um, where they knocked down a ton of threes. And Terry Rozier was the catalyst of that success for the Charlotte Hornets. So definitely encouraged by that as well. Third point I'd bring up is... Well, the fourth, I guess, is the bench, which has been mm, not great. Um, Ish Smith has been a, a good uh, backup um, in his last year in the NBA here. Uh, he's averaging seven points and just under six assists per game. Uh, not taking a whole lot of shots, but that's not really Ish Smith's game. Uh, Theo, Maladon, Theo, Ma- Theo Maladon, nine points, four rebounds, five assists as well. Um, he's played in 13 games, and mind you, his shooting numbers are horrific, but he was able to move the ball around, and that's been good to see, at least numbers-wise. But again, if you can't make a shot, you can't be on the floor. And he's shooting 28% from the field and 16% from three. Not a typo, 16%. And not on, like, one or two attempts a game, on 5.4 attempts per game. So not really great for him as well. Um, JT Thorne and Nick Richards have had their moments. I don't think it's their moments of, yeah, you know, like they're getting big time behind Mark Williams. They're definitely not pushing Mark Williams for a starting spot now. But like Nick Richards has been solid in the games that he's played. Um, 14 games, he started one, averaging pretty good points, 16 points per game and 12 rebounds. Been really solid on that front um, and, and bringing a lot of rim finishing and rim protection as well. Um, just under uh, steal per game and 2.4 blocks per game. So that's been solid as well. And then JT Thor, you know. Shooting to three a little bit, 36% from three, uh, eight points per game, 6.3 rebounds, and somebody who has been kind of mixing it up and, and being active around the glass area, 
and you definitely love to see that. So, you know, up and down. I, I definitely want to see more um, from a guy like uh, James Booknight, um, you know, more for guys like that. But aside from that, like, really solid play for these guys. Um, and mind you, was, was I perhaps using 36 minutes to show these numbers? Probably. <laughs> Which is on me. Nick Richards, if we're going to take it down to the actual um, numbers, is still 8 points and 6.2 rebounds. So it's still really, really solid play from him. Um, aside from that, though, listen, Hornets, not a very good team. What I'm going to do here on the Sports Ethos Charlotte Hornets podcast is be more consistent now with bringing in um, game-by-game updates on, you know, recaps, little short hitters on, you know, what went right for the Hornets, what went wrong for the Hornets, what did we see that was positive moving forward, any big wins. I want to be more regular on that, as well as weekly recaps of the games that were and larger takeaways. And then having some guests on as well, I think that'll be fun. And just be more consistent with it. This is the show that we want Charlotte Hornets fans to watch and be a part of. I want to engage the community. I want to do mailbag questions. I really want to be more involved. And a lot of that lies on me as the host. It's been a rough couple of weeks here, but there are no excuses for the Hornets and there are no excuses for myself. So we will be better for sure. I'm um, looking ahead. In fact, speaking of being better, the Charlotte Hornets have a chance to be better tonight as they go to do battle with the Miami Heat. And this is their first matchup of the year. They will play again two days after this and then one more time next month. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that works um, <laughs> in terms of getting plenty of time to see each other. Uh, the starting five for the Charlotte Hornets uh, for tonight's game will be Tay Rozier and Brandon Miller in the backcourt with Gordon Hayward and Miles Bridges, the forward spots, and Nick Richards starting. So we will see Brandon Miller at the two. Definitely want to see how aggressive he is from an offensive perspective. Um, and Terry Rozier, I'm looking at Terry Rozier offensively by getting his guys involved, but also taking advantage of his matchup because Kyle Lowry is um, questionable. Uh, he's had uh, a little bit of a, a back injury last that we looked. And so that'll be interesting to kind of look at and see how he matches up. Um, aside from that, definitely want to see Miles Bridges really come together and bring another big game because Bam out of bios day to day. We don't know yet if he's playing, but he's someone that could be out. And if he is, listen, there's a lot more room. The the heat defense, which is historically really stout, all of a sudden is a little bit more of a softer spot there. Um, but we'll see. Miami enters this, you know, they're 20th league in points per game, they're 17th in field goal percentage, and they're 5th in three-point field goal percentage. And their offense has run really smoothly. They have an excellent assist-to-turnover ratio that's ranked 6th in the NBA. And defensively, like I said, a lot of that Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, um, they're ninth in the NBA in points per game allowed this season, but with Adebayo potentially out, that could open up. And... Looking more to, you know, something to look forward to for the Hornets. They're just 23rd in field goal defense and 26th in three-point defense. And the Hornets have been on a heater from three the last couple of games. Um, and also on the glass, Miami's not been super great. They're 29th total in rebounding in the NBA. So there is a chance for the Hornets to really capitalize and 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 make something happen, especially with a Hornets team that's 13th in field goal percentage and 10th in three-point three percentage. So that's great. Um, if they can keep their assisted turnovers a little bit better, that'll be also be good because overall these Hornets are ranked 16th in that category. And defensively, they're not great. They're not great defensively. That's going to be interesting. Miami Heat's not electric offensively. They're they're competent. They're solid, but they're not electric. So I definitely look at how the Hornets are going to attack the Heat offensively. Um, 
I want to see what Terry Rozier, you know, kind of does. He's been handling the bulk of those point guard minutes. He had 21 points and 13 assists in their last game. I want to see Brandon Miller come up with more. He chipped in with 20 as he continues to improve. I want to see more on this end. Um, they're returning to health. That should be helpful. And you know what? At the end of it, we will be back with a recap to show what went well and what didn't go well for this Hornets team. So those are kind of the keys to the game. As far as predictions, I'm going to go and say the Hornets are going to win this game. I'm going to say it's a tight game, uh, but I'm going to say the Hornets pull this one out. We will see. But also, what are predictions if not to try to predict something? I'm just feeling really good about this Hornets team and where they've been so far. Uh, this is a team that's shown some resiliency as of late. They had led by as many as 13 points against Toronto. They caught that lead up, and they were trailing by five, and they regrouped and closed it out. I expect something like that to occur here. Um, maybe not a bigger lead. Miami is a much better team, but showing that resiliency, not going away, making a game of it, and putting themselves in position to take it at the end of the contest. So that is my hope for this Hornet squad for tonight's game, and I will be back with a shorter episode afterwards um, just recapping the Hornets first the Heat. So stay tuned for that and stay tuned for more of this. Like I said, I apologize. I owe it to the listeners here um, and to those who will listen to this in the future to know that we will be a lot more consistent with the show as we really try to build a fan base here and grow this show out. Hornets fans deserve it. Sports Ethos deserves to have a good team podcast along with the stable of others that they already do. And you know what? I deserve it to myself. I'm a good host. I follow basketball. I love it. I have a real passion for basketball and rebuilding teams and this hornet squad and i really want to showcase that here so thank y'all again already for just staying with me and you know staying the course and holding the faith or if you weren't thank you for finding a chance to listen here and maybe rediscover the faith and if you had no idea this happened thank you for giving this show a shot uh look forward to hearing from y'all real real soon but this has been it for myself want to say thank y'all have a good rest of your day or evening wherever you may be and let's go Hornets.